Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 17. To understand this important and complex text, we need a little bit of a reminder of Israelite history. So you remember that the people of Israel are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the 12 tribes of Jacob. They all become this large nation called Israel, God's chosen nation, his favored people. They're going to be the vehicle through which God's redemptive plan for the world is delivered to the scene, namely in Jesus Christ. By the time we get to where we're at right now, which is about 730, 740 B.C., the people of Israel have been divided into the northern and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom is referred to as the northern kingdom or Israel, or in this case, Ephraim, which is one of the tribes of the northern kingdom. The southern kingdom is referred to as Judah, and it's primarily comprised of the tribe of Judah. Now, what's important about the tribe of Judah is many promises are made about Judah and how it will deliver a king from the Davidic line that will be established forever. David was promised by God a a kingdom that would be established forever by one of his descendants. And so all eyes are on Judah, all eyes are on the Davidic line to see how God is going to fulfill this promise and how it's going to relate to his redemptive plan for the world. And what we know now that they did not know then is that this promise was fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ, who came to this earth not to reign as an earthly king or establish an earthly kingdom like the Pharisees in the New Testament, for example, expected, but he came to establish a heavenly kingdom, and it will last forever. But getting from point A to point B was not always a smooth, straight line. The people of Judah— even the southern kingdom, the line of David, these kings were bad, bad guys, mostly. There were a few good ones, but today we're going to hear about one named Ahaz who was bad. You can read more about him in 2 Kings 16, 1 through 9. We covered that in the Daily Dose a while back. Ahaz began to reign at age 20. He did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. In one case, he offered a son of his as a burnt offering to a false god, which is obviously horrific. He led the people of Judah, God's people, to worship falsely, to co-mingle with people who didn't trust the one true God, to be unfaithful, to sin in many ways. In today's text, we're going to see that he is going to create a coalition with the king of Assyria that he thinks is a good idea, but is actually going to be the pain train for the people of Judah. So let's read this text and dig into it a little bit more. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or as high as heaven, which means ask for anything you want, Ahaz. But Ahaz said, I will not. I will not ask for a sign, and I will not put the Lord to the test, which sounds like a great answer, but it's actually an affront to God. It's it's an offense. It's a slap in the face. And so he said to them, Here then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign, kind of like whether you want it or not, you're getting a sign. And here's the sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. 
The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah. And it'll come in the form of the king of Assyria. So who are these two kings? The land of the two kings who you dread. Here's what's going on with Ahaz. He's the king of Judah, the southern kingdom, and he fears a coalition between Syria and the northern kingdom of Israel. And Syria and the northern kingdom are together, and they're trying to take out the southern kingdom. And so Ahaz, the king of the southern kingdom, afraid of that coalition, goes to the Assyrian king and tries to draw up a partnership for the sake of being spared from Syria and the northern kingdom. Of course, Assyria at this time is a superpower. They're very powerful. So Ahaz thinks, I've got this big problem. These two guys, the northern kingdom and Syria are huge threats to me. And if I partner with this Assyrian superpower guy, he's going to spare me from this. But this is a bad decision because as Isaiah says here, not very long from now, the two kings who you dread are going to be deserted. And in fact, that prophecy came true because just a few years later in 732 BC, Syria fell to Assyria. And in 722 BC, northern kingdom of Israel fell to Assyria. So these two kings who you dread aren't even going to be a problem for you. But because you're unfaithful to me, how was Ahaz unfaithful? Ahaz has a problem he can't correctly distinguish who his true allies are or who his true enemies are. And that's because he doesn't trust or fear or obey the Lord. So he's not even seeing straight. He's not even thinking straight. So he doesn't discern who his true enemies are. Not only that, but when he does discern a problem, instead of turning to the Lord for help, he turns to another king, a pagan king, the king of Assyria. And God says that is not the right answer. And so I'm going to bring trouble upon you and your people and your father's house that's unlike anything you've seen since the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel separated. And that trouble is going to come in the form of Assyria. Assyria, the people and the king who he just made the coalition with to defeat the two people who he's afraid of, who he shouldn't be afraid of because they're going to be an afterthought pretty soon. So God is kind of making a mockery of Ahaz, and he's also punishing the people of Judah for their sin. And this sin is serious. We've said it before. This isn't a mean, egotistical God just trying to hammer on people because he enjoys it. It's because God is holy and righteous, and he expects his people to be holy and righteous. And if they aren't, they need to repent. And if they won't repent, they need to be punished so that they'll repent. And eventually, a remnant of them will repent. The plan of God will go forward. And if you didn't notice it in verse 14, this prophecy, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The plan of God, the redemptive plan of God will go forward all the way to the point that we read about in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, where this prophecy is quoted. And Matthew says that this prophecy is fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ, the one who would live a perfect life, obeying the righteous requirements of the law. He'd die a sinless death, paying the penalty for death that we all deserve to pay. He'd rise from the dead three days later, 
defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil so that any of us who put our faith, trust in him can have his righteousness attributed to us, the penalty that we deserve to pay, Mark paid. And this is because God isn't just righteous. He's not just holy. He's just not a wrathful God, but he is full of love and compassion. And he extends his grace to anyone who would receive it, including you and I, through the person of Jesus Christ, who is miraculously delivered onto the scene through these events that we're reading about in Isaiah. Lord, thanks for a great story. Help us to believe it more and more and help it to drive our lives every day. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.